0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want just by dialing the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That's 1-800-259-9231. Sickles, CAI toll-free line. Again, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The show is about your calls, if you make them, in between your calls and now. We'll talk about stuff that is interesting to us, and I know, Mark, you've been holding on to this printed-out letter, I guess, that someone sent you. And we will get to that. But first, I felt like this is one of those stories that just needs to be up front. Because it's been a while since we've heard a story like this. And unfortunately, we have heard stories like this before. So this isn't the first time. In fact, it may be the third story like this that we've come across. From the uh, Detroit Free Press at Freep.com. A diabetic Detroit man was mistaken for a drunken driver by Allen Park and Dearborn Police recently. I think it's the fourth. Maybe. Uh, And brutally beaten to the point that he had to have part of his brain surgically removed, say the man's wife and their attorney. That's pretty brutally beaten. Now, um, um, uh, go ahead. I'm not,
1: quite, I'm not quite ready to make a statement.
0: Ernest Griglin, age 59, has been comatose and on a ventilator since the June 15th incident, said his attorney Arnold Reed. Reed filed a lawsuit in federal court today against the Allen Park and Dearborn Police Departments and five officers on behalf of Griglin and his wife Pamela. They're seeking $20 million in damages. Of course, if they get the $20 million, it won't be coming from the paychecks of the officers. Nope, it'll be coming from the taxpayers of, what, Detroit? Yep. Uh, according to, or Allen Park and Dearborn, I guess that's those are suburbs Dearborn, of de- yeah. Detroit or something. Anyway, according to the complaint, Mr. Griglin was driving south on the Southfield Freeway when he suffered a hypoglycemic episode. The complaint says Griglin exited his vehicle in an effort to summon the Allen Park officer. Then he was pulled over by an Allen Park officer. Dearborn officers also arrived on the scene to assist, according to the court document. The complaint alleges that police came in contact with Griglin's insulin pump in Griglin's stomach and diabetes equipment in his vehicle, but still threw him headfirst into the ground. A reasonably competent police officer, properly trained in the use of force, would not have beaten, assaulted, and battered Uh, Mr. Greglin says the complaint. I'm
1: I'm waiting to hear uh, something to the effect that uh, because of his diabetic uh, attack, that for some reason he flailed upon the officers or something like that.
0: Nope, nope. Sounds like he pulled over and tried to uh, essentially flag down the uh, the cops for help. Police reports from the officers released Monday to the Free Press under Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, tells a different tale. In her account, one police officer, Tracy Brown, said she had to wrestle Griglin to the ground after a five-mile car chase, and he became combative. Brown wrote in her report that she noticed Griglin stopped his car at a green light in the middle of Southfield Road. When she approached him, he yelled something about getting into a verbal argument with his wife. But when she told him to pull over to the side of the road so he wouldn't cause an accident, he drove off. Brown said she called for backup, turned on her lights and sirens when Griglin continued... Uh, On the road, when he finally pulled over, he put his hands on the hood and wouldn't answer Brown when she asked him why he wouldn't stop, she wrote. And when she told him to put his hands behind his back to be handcuffed and arrested for fleeing and eluding, he locked his arms, then started to run when Dearborn police backup arrived. Now, that's the officer's report. This is one of the officers, yes. Officer Brown reported she grabbed the back of Griglin's shirt to stop him. Brown and two Dearborn officers then wrestled him to the ground. In a report filed by the Dearborn police, they claimed they had to spray Griglin with pepper spray to force him to comply. Once Griglin was handcuffed and picked off the ground, Officer Brown reported that she noticed the insulin pump going into the side of Griglin's body, a bloody nose, and a bump on his forehead where he hit the cement after being wrestled to the ground. Greglin started to complain about police stopping him, speaking in slurred words. The report states that prompted a breathalyzer field test that found no alcohol. Greglin told the police he wanted medical attention because he wasn't feeling well. Again, he was in a hypoglycemic episode at the time. Not sure what exactly that entails, but it doesn't sound like fun. Police took Greglin to the hospital, though the report doesn't state which hospital. Uh, Police confirm it was Oakwood-Dearborn at a news conference today. Ms. Grig- or Mr. Griglin's wife, Pamela, said she and her husband had gone to see Indiana Jones on June 15th. They had popcorn, candy, and sodas. They watched the flick. Then he dropped her off at the Fairlane Mall in Dearborn. She said she didn't know where he was driving to next, but she soon found herself at the hospital where he was taken with head injuries. He said they beat him, and he complained about his head. Since having brain surgery, Mr. Griglin has remained unconscious. So we can't really get his uh, side of the story. I don't know how conscious people are during a hypoglycemic episode i'd be interested in learning more about what that exactly entails but the police chief said that legal counsel has advised him not to comment on the allegations he says it's a sad event for everyone involved another spokes bureaucrat from the department of public information declined to comment she said on behalf of the city we want to express concern for mr griglin and his loved ones as they deal with his serious medical condition She said before the press conference, it would be irresponsible to respond to a press conference held for dramatic purposes, she said. So that's where it ends. This man says he was having a a hypoglycemic episode that he pulled over the car and was attempting to uh, flag down the police. That uh, apparently then at some point the cops threw him into the ground and beat him to the point where he needed to have his brain surgically removed. The cops say... Part of it. The cops Um, say that the story is different, that he was fleeing. The cops say that they had to wrestle him to the ground and that this guy was being generally ornery.
1: Well, the ducks are in rows on this one. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, I'm, I'm left here going, what the hell happened? And you know when when i'm left that way <laughs> that's how the general public's going to be left and you know it sounds horrible yeah. I, I you know was he having a diabetic uh, situation or was he a jerk that happens to have diabetes
0: i don't know well one thing's for sure we certainly can't ask mr Griglin, nope. because he's unconscious and has been that way since the surgery so there you have it another episode of the police beating the hell out of a diabetic man and this isn't the first time it's happened there have been other bureaucrats. In one case, it was a school vice principal that was pulled from his car in the parking lot of a convenience store and beaten uh, to
1: a pulp by yeah, the police. That was probably the most egregious one. I mean, you know, he's sitting there with his head nodding. Um, I think that might have been epilepsy, though. Uh, but either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and and they actually punched out the uh, driver's uh, the, excuse me the passenger side window and drug him out that way, cutting him and all that stuff. Um, th- that incident makes me wonder
0: about this incident, but I don't know. You know. Well, it's hard to be absolutely sure what happened. Uh, Obviously, none of us were there. But the fact that these things have happened before really does indicate that it seems like a lot of police have this trigger-happy kind of – I mean, I'm not talking about shooting people, but this – they want to fight. Like, a lot of cops want to fight. And we've talked to Barry Cooper before, former law enforcement officer, uh, former drug cop, who told us that it's about the adrenaline rush. He told us uh, that basically when you start as a cop, you get a rush from just pulling somebody over. And then after you've pulled people over a a thousand times, that rush is no longer there. And so you have to kind of up the ante a bit in order to get that rush back, to get that adrenaline boost that you're looking for. And so what you might do, for instance, as Barry suggested, he would arrest somebody and accidentally leave the cuffs undone so the person could, if they'd... So chose get up and run off, which would give Barry the excuse to go run after that individual, tackle him and beat him or whatever. Yeah. So it would, again, give him that that boost of uh, adrenaline that that he was looking for. And so it wouldn't be unusual for these cops that we're talking about here in Denver or not Denver, excuse me, Detroit in the Detroit area to just use whatever excuse they possibly could oh my gosh he was weaving through traffic he must be drunk let's beat the hell out of him to beat a 59 year old man now look i mean that's another thing right mark 59 uh years old most 59 year old men aren't the most spring chickens and he certainly i mean he was out at a movie earlier the in that afternoon uh 59 years old diabetic It doesn't, it doesn't sound like this guy doesn't guy's sound
1: gonna... good but right it, it, I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm left not knowing is is kind of how I feel here. You know, if if some guy was being violent towards the police and and that's what they claim, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know, then it, could they? Do I have a problem with them throwing them him to the ground and putting cuffs on him? No. Could in the process of him being thrown to the ground, he could hit his head on a uh, uh, a curb or a uh, parking stop? Yes. Could that kill him? Yes. I, you know, or or you know, b- damage his brain to the point a part has to be removed. Yes, it's unfortunate, and you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm left kind of fifty fifty on this one. It doesn't sound good, but you know, it it just kind of added up in the evidence. I, I guess. also
0: want to find out more about what a hypoglycemic episode is, so I'm going to dig around here in uh, the realm of the internet in a bit. We'll find out exactly what that means. When it is that somebody, what what is it like for someone when they're having one of these attacks? Uh, does it completely? just lock you out from your surroundings. More on the way. Free talk live. You take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, including the updates. You get signed up, we'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That is updates.freetalklive.com. Dot com. And what if a socialist or fascist became president of the United States of America? President Barack Obama, John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national I.D. card. What is your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org and get involved, because if you love liberty, then you really need to seriously consider the Free State Project. Head over to freestateproject.org as we go to your phone calls about what you want. First up, it's Alex calling from New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Alex. Hey, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
2: I was going to explain what a hypoglycemic episode is and uh, what go, what that entails.
0: How do you uh, have so much expertise on this before you get into your explanation?
2: I am a certified emergency medical technician.
0: Ah, excellent. Okay, so you've got cred, uh, street cred. go ahead, sir.
2: Okay, so we went on a call uh, one night, and there was a diabetes patient, and um, he he didn't take his, he didn't eat after taking his medicine. And his blood sugar dropped dramatically. Uh, It was around 50 to 60 milligrams, which is terrible, which is the definition of uh, hypoglycemia. Now, the problem was that he had no clue where he was. He had no clue why all these strange people were in his house, all crowded around his bed. Mm. So he was very, very confused, and that's part of it. Now, we had to have the cop restrain him because he was getting violent with us. And it, it's not because he was drunk or anything. He looked drunk. He was pale. He, had, he was getting violent. He had slurred speech. He had no clue what was going on. But he wasn't drunk. He was diabetic, and mm-hmm. we knew that. So we had to have the cop restrain him because he was fighting us.
0: Was but it necessary we, to have four cops kicking his head in order to restrain him?
2: Oh, absolutely not. I'm not justifying what the cops did. I'm just right, saying I... that in my, in my particular instance, the cops behaved well. And in all, not all instances do cops do that. And I do recognize that they do abuse their powers. But I had a good experience because when we had ALS, which is Advanced Life Support, they came and they gave him a massive dose of sugar. And you saw him. He, his skin color was back. He just propped right up, and it was like he was waking up out of a sleep. Hmm. And he came and, and he goes, whoa, I'm sorry, guys. And, he, you know, he started wow. talking to us, and, and he, didn't even, he didn't even have to go to the hospital. We wow. just said, make sure you remember to eat after you take your insulin. And, you know, sometimes, they, sometimes people with diabetes forget to eat. And, you know, they say they'll do it later, they put it off, and that's how these emergencies happen. He didn't have to go to the hospital. He signed his uh, RMA, and we just left.
0: So, bas- so so basically, people that are having a hypoglycemic episode are essentially, they could, I mean, there. from what I understand, there are different uh, severity levels. But, I mean, at the, the, the most highest end severity, they could be in a total fugue state, not knowing who they are, where they are, what they're doing. And uh, Johnson, uh, one of our producers, is suggesting that uh, many of the symptoms uh, include negativism. Irritability, belligerence, combativeness, and rage. Uh, I, I imagine that's on the the higher end of the scale of these of these episodes.
2: Absolutely. And uh, if their blood sugar drops too low, they will die uh, pr- uh, pr- uh, after going into a coma. So, if in this case, if I was the cop, which I probably would never be, but I would go, I would radio in for advanced life support because. I see this guy, he's not drunk, and he's acting belligerent and he's fighting me, I would just just tell I would try to calm well, him down and if he if he doesn't, you know, just let him, let him You, you said know, he looked
1: go. drunk, right?
2: Well if he looks drunk. Okay, he looked drunk, if, if but they couldn't test, but they didn't do test do him
1: test. until the handcuffs were on, which makes sense to me. Um I mean, you know, if somebody, as they claim, as the cops claim, uh was you know, being violent with them and running away and all that stuff. It would be very difficult to administer some kind of alcohol test. So this is what I'm trying to discern for myself in this situation is I don't expect the cop to know the difference between a diabetic, uh, you know, uh, what what, what would we hypoglycemic something or other episode episode um, and uh, drunkenness. And, you know, a guy who's being a real jerk. Um, I, I don't expect them to know the difference. And, you know, I can kind of play a scenario in my head. And I want to give the police the benefit of the doubt. I think that too many police over time have been given the benefit of the doubt and, you know, uh, you know, bad things have happened and more bad things have been the result and they haven't been reined in. However, I don't know in this instance what the you know, what what's going on from just the story, you
0: know? Well, as the complaint suggests in the story. Uh, whatever it was that happened, I think that the reaction from the police was way over and above what it was what was necessary in order to in order to calm down a 59-year-old I gave year a situation.
1: Man. I gave a situation to you. Um, is if a guy, if the 59-year-old was being violent, um, I wouldn't have a problem with the cops throwing him to the ground because you can't just lightly place a man who's being violent on the ground. A 59-year-old man, pretty. Strong guy he has not reached that point in his life where uh muscle uh, you know musculature is diminishing because of age he's strong um and he, so you have to throw him to the ground if in the throwing um to the ground he hit his head on the curb, I can see that situation. Do you know what i mean it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility well, to me
3: I'd like to ask the e m t what If you're in a hypoglycemic state, do you have the motor function and and cognitive ability to really pose much of a threat? Like to lash out specifically at somebody? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We have a
2: a scale. It's called A&O, and we test to see how with it someone is, how conscious they are. And it goes times three times, two times one, and it goes person, place, and time. Now, if the person doesn't know who they are, they don't know what time it is, and they don't know where they are, then I I would assume, I've never, I don't have diabetes, so I don't know, but I would assume that that's a very scary situation, and that they, you know, they have no clue who these people are, or what they're doing here, and you don't even know what your house is, you don't know where you are. So I can imagine that that would be a very scary situation, I have no experience, but you know, I all I know is what I see. And when people are in this uh, hypoglycemic state, they are, they do get violent. But like I said, with proper, you know, just a little shot of sugar, they'll prop right up and they'll be great, and they'll just sit, sit up and talk to you and apologize. And that's that's what I know.
4: Did that answer so, your
0: question? You know, I Nick, obviously don't feel well, like that. I, I well, my question was
2: cops, and I don't think that the um, the, the police report. Tells the complete truth because I don't think any police reports tell the complete truth. No,
0: well, I mean, they've, been caught, red, they've been caught red-handed lying on police reports many absolutely. A time. Absolutely,
2: I'm past. just telling you that I had I had a good experience with a police officer who did help us out, and we were able to get this man back on his feet.
3: But my question was more: just because he's hypoglycemic, he would still be able to pose a, a threat to the officers. I mean, he would still have. Uh, it would depend on how severe this the state it was, but he would still be able to say throw a punch and and actually coordinate his 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 movements to actually fight the police right i yes. mean Okay. Okay.
0: Very good. Alex, appreciate all the information and the call tonight. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So it still is he said versus she said as far as the cops versus this man uh, that was 59 years old thrown to the pavement by a force of four or five cops because he was being belligerent due to the fact that he was having a hypoglycemic episode. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the archives, an entire year's worth of the show, front page of the site, for your downloaded convenience. So enjoy them all at Free Talk Live. Dot com. And don't forget to visit our friends over at SACLCAI if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections. And I was actually on the phone with one of our radio affiliates, uh, WSTP in Salisbury, North Carolina. And the program director there mentioned, just happened to mention to me that he was burdened with uh, collections. Like, collections was really bad. And so immediately I thought of uh, Jason Osborne. And so I sent over an email to uh, Mike from the the radio station uh, introducing SACL and giving him a link to the website and a phone number to call. And who knows? Maybe one of our radio stations will become a client of uh, SACL's CAI because, man – it's a pain. He was complaining about, you know, the whole process of he wants to keep these people as clients, but he doesn't you know, he doesn't like making the calls and he'd feel better if he could have somebody else being the bad guy and I said, Well, you know, as far as being the bad guy is concerned, it's my understanding that SACL CAI treats people with respect and that's one of the ways they get the money paid back is they're treating people with respect, and on top of that, they record all their calls, and they've got the best equipment money can buy, so you know you can check up on them, basically, and make sure they're doing the job as they have promised to do the job. You can go to SACL CAI's uh, banner on our website at freetalklive.com. Click through there to learn more about them. That, again, is SACL CAI if you need help with collections, and they also do early-out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is our number. A few more comments real quick on this diabetes story of as far as instead of just raking the cops over the coals for being the violent uh people they in many cases can can very well be uh in they well, they're violent
1: because they have a monopoly privilege on violence. Right, they are and I the ones to, in in society they are allowed to use violence.
0: I wanted to talk about how this could be different in what would this situation be like in a more free market based situation in a in a realm uh, where the police were funded on a consensual basis instead of this monopoly situation that we have today. Would you have for instance uh, an indicator that comes up upon pulling up a license plate number that says insulin patient or diabetic or some sort of alert that will you know could possibly clue an officer in in advance to well you're concerned a, a about privacy
1: condition. would you want um would you want the government knowing that you're a diabetic
0: this wouldn't be the government it would be a private organization would you, mark. Want, We're I, talking.
1: Would you want everybody to know that you are a diabetic would you want it to be on your uh credit report I
0: don't know why that would matter on a credit report, but as far as uh, you know, being treated right and, and being given the appropriate attention that you need to be given in a situation like that, it would seem to make sense. Obviously, it would probably be an, an option. It would probably be something you could, you could choose to have. But if you are somebody who is put in a dangerous position like that where people could lash out against you with force, wouldn't you want those people to know? That fact about you,
1: yeah, I think that to me it seems like this situation, no matter um, which story it is that you believe, could very well have happened um, anywhere. That's that's how I see it.
0: I mean, it the could happen anywhere.
1: Okay, right. I, I don't I see think, where you're coming from on that. The,
0: the, what I was talking about is some of the things that uh, maybe the marketplace could invent, could uh, could innovate in order people to prevent things like this People are very concerned about their
1: medical history. Um, the fact is, if I give some private company that might be pulling me over, and I don't know how that's going to work, um, information on my driver's license that they would then have to share, well, the driver's license company would have to share with the private company um, that I was a diabetic. That if I'm sharing with the driver's license company, it seems to me that my insurance company could get that information, or uh, a future employer who might say, mm-hmm. look, I don't want diabetics yeah. here, um, or you know, somebody could look me up on the internet and um, somebody who's just started dating me, ah, no, you know, I want somebody who's, uh, who's clean and healthy uh, to date. I don't want to date somebody with diabetes. And people would want to protect that information like they currently do. I don't see that that would necessarily be a protection, and I feel like the situation could likely have happened anywhere. I don't know what the facts are of this case. Maybe the cops did jump four deep on this guy and just beat the crap out of him for fun. It certainly happened before. Um, Him not wanting to stop is going to raise adrenaline levels, and that makes me suspect them. However, I think that it's just as likely that he was in some kind of uh, delusional... uh, Diabetic sit, uh, you know, episode And could very well have lashed out One of the, uh, the you know the scenarios there was One of the uh, symptoms Was rage and violence Could have lashed out The cops mm-hmm. dealt with him In the way that you would deal With somebody who's lashing out With rage and violence Even though they have A medical condition Anybody can claim A medical condition It's the chemicals in my head That make me violent And rageful And stuff yeah. uh, you, know, so- you know I was just
0: trying to come up With something Mark uh, That the marketplace Could possibly do Over and above What the current Police situation Is doing. You're saying no one would be interested in that. That's fine. It was just an idea, and you know I'm no expert at these things, so I'd love to have your thoughts as well as to what could possibly improve upon a situation like that. Something the marketplace could do to uh, perhaps inform people, because if the police perhaps were more informed in a situation like that, they would be able to act more appropriately. That's all I'm saying. What you
3: might see is, and it, it varies from police department to police department. Under the current paradigm, obviously it's government police, but some police departments are. Um, they cross-train all of their officers as EMTs because quite a few of the issues that come up, they're going to be dealing with medical issues or with mm-hmm. accidents where there are medical issues. And I would think that in the marketplace, you would probably see more of a demand um, for if you're going to have market-based police or just market-based security. you probably see more demand that the, the police or security forces be well-trained in emergency medicine, things like that, because... I think customers would want to know that, and it would be more efficient from an economic standpoint, Mm -hmm. to have your employees both be able to give medical emergency services as well as security He's
1: absolutely right.
0: So um, competition could bring
1: that about. Yeah, in in an arena of competition, you would see more, uh, instead of, like, there used to be firemen. And, you know, in volunteer stations where there's not a lot of competition for jobs because, well, there isn't a job, it's a volunteer position. uh, You you would just have firemen, you know, guys Mm -hmm. that have bought their own equipment, driving their cars to the scene, you know, things like that. In professional uh, fire departments where people compete for the jobs, a lot of cities have only allow fire medics now. You have to be a firefighter and an EMT in order to get the job, period. So when there's competition, you will see those things happen. I agree um, with Nick on this one. So Very good. We continue with your
0: calls. Dennis is on the line in New Hampshire on the Amp Line. Hello, Dennis.
5: Greetings, gentlemen.
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
5: So... I was listening to uh, last night's episode, and you were talking about the Free State Project and the 20,000 number and, and what to do
0: about that. Yes, sir. And as the husband of the president of the Free State Project, you have some thoughts?
5: Yeah, well, I, I think actually we're doing fine as is, to be frank. I mean, one problem with dropping the 20,000 number is that all of the people who have signed up and have made a commitment – it was kind of disrespecting them to say, oh, well, you know, your your commitment no longer matters. Get here when you can. Couldn't
0: someone argue, Dennis, that uh, many of the thousands of the signers that we have today, many thousand of them actually signed up at a point at which there was some sort of 2006 deadline, in which case they would all be uh, disqualified anyway?
5: Um, Arguably, I, I haven't really paid too much attention to that aspect of it. So I don't know. There may have been some culling process or something. I have no, no idea. No culling
1: process. I've, no looked number, I've looked at the numbers. I've looked at the numbers of signers, and uh, you know, we, they, they basically well, the free state project kept them on.
3: Dennis, if I could interject, I mean, uh, to say we're doing fine. I mean, w- w- at the current rate that the, the project is growing, I mean, it's not going to hit the twenty thousand. I mean, if that's the goal, is to actually complete the project. It, I think it's on track to not complete that for another. What like 15 years? I mean, it's a long time frame.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there are some plans in effect to try to speed that well, up, and I, I think that's good. Yeah,
1: and right. that, um, I was just talking to uh, uh, Dripa, uh, Chris Lawless, um, via IM today, and he has uh, he has some plans that are he's implementing right now that are going to result in more signups. They're fantastic. They're what should have been being done since day one, um, and uh, you know it, it's amazing. It's going to result in more uh, signups. And of course, I, we're
0: talking about the Free State Project, a movement of uh, moving as many liberty-loving activists to New Hampshire as possible. It's a great idea. In fact, there was some discussion going on about this issue on the Free State Project forums, um, because I posted the issue there, and I think I've come to the I, I think I've come to the conclusion now that instead of perhaps eliminating the twenty thousand, uh, maybe it should be just de-emphasized a bit. Perhaps the larger counter on the the front page of the Free State Project website should be the amount of movers, and the smaller counter should be the twenty thousand. You know, could still include it for as you're saying for the reasons you're giving, and Dennis will bring you back if you got more comments here. You know, still leave it up there for those that find it important, but maybe not. Make Make it the primary goal anymore. And I know that sort of shift has already begun to some extent. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free. Enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go place a bid on our banner auction. It's going on right now. And it's only going for another 16 hours or so. Uh, so it ends sometime tomorrow morning, Eastern time. Probably not the best time for the auction to end, but whatever. Anyway, it's uh, we'll, we'll have another one if you don't win this one. So go to auction.freetalklive.com. Place your bid. You'll win the second banner on the website for an entire month if you're the top bidder. Uh, and you can advertise virtually anything. So once again, place your bids over at auction.freetalklive.com dot com as we bring back Dennis in New Hampshire for uh, other thoughts or related thoughts to the reason you called, which was the Free State Project possibly de-emphasizing or eliminating the pledge, uh, the twenty thousand number, the the original goal of the project to reach twenty thousand people who have pledged to move to New Hampshire within a five year window of that twenty thousand number being reached, bringing as many activists here to New Hampshire as possible for uh, to advance liberty in our lifetimes. Go ahead, Dennis, with your thoughts.
5: Yeah, I think there needs to be a, a multi-pronged approach, if you will. And I think the best first prong to, to spearhead things is exactly what you guys did with the first 1,000 project. Um, getting people to move here now, people who who are just fed up or, or have been wronged or whatever, getting them to do something and move here right now. Because just before I moved to New Hampshire, and I'm looking at the Free State Project message board and stuff, so much of the discussion was stuff like you have to be here to know really what's going on. And that just angered me, like, well, why don't you tell me what's going on? Um But having you know, now that I'm here, I have to say, you know, you really have to be here to know what's going
0: on. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think the Free State Project has done a good job at solving that objection by putting uh, so many blog posts up on their front page. Now, if you go to FreeStateProject.org, they're syndicating blogs from all across the state.
1: They're trying. I I I I understand where you're coming from on that, but you can go on the internet and hear all kinds of blogs from all kinds of libertarians everywhere, and it may give people a taste of what's going on. But I think, you know, when when I say there's this sort of movement towards liberty here you don't get that feeling outside of the state you don't understand that and that's what like to me it is inevitable that we're going to see smaller less intrusive government here in new hampshire i'm not I'm not talking here. I'm not you know, just making stuff up. I believe that in my heart. That's what's going to happen. with you. And so, to me, it's inevitable. That doesn't feel that way anywhere else, and you can't even describe that feeling to somebody.
0: No, probably not, but I can say that having seen some of the videos of some of the activism that was going on here back when I was in Florida was a major, major motivating factor for me getting my butt in gear and moving here sooner rather than later. So uh, to discount those videos, uh, not really fair. I mean, Dave Ridley, at RidleyReport.com. Well, and Ridley Report the didn't exist when we uh, when we were making our decisions. This is true, but there were still the occasional videos coming out from NH3.com. Roger Grant from PoliticalGraffiti.com was putting those out. And so the more of those windows into this world of activism there are, the better. So yes, Mark, you're right. You can't get the full feeling unless you're actually here and you can taste what that's like by coming to the Liberty Forum, which we'll tell you about probably later, uh, coming to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, these two major events that the Free State Project puts on. Great way to really get Get a, a taste for what that feeling's like in person, but you can still. I think you know, having those videos and those audio things and the blog posts still does give people a taste of the activism, even if they can't actually be here. I, I think they shouldn't be oh, discounted. Oh, I,
5: I agree. And actually, y'all ought to know that there is some dissent among the board of directors of the Free State Project. I don't know if this is like secret info. I can't imagine that it is. Some of them are really concerned because there are blog posts on on the on the front page of the website. That are so frequent, things scroll off too quickly, and <laughs> not not every post is 100% exactly relevant to necessarily the Free State Project, in New Hampshire, because someone puts on their blog, you know, McCain or Obama or just some opinion about something. So,
0: well, you could always no have. Not, I thought you had an editorial uh, crew that was g- giving things the the go ahead. You're just letting everything just fly through.
5: Pretty much. Pretty much. People can take things. It's more like an opt-out as opposed to an opt-in. Someone would have to take something down if it was just really I inappropriate.
0: Well, you can always reverse that, and then you, know, you could slow down the flow and, and make sure the the articles are a little I'm bit more I'm glad that
5: you're volunteering to review all the articles. Before you, they go I up said, again. Dennis. I'm, I'm, you could do that. I'm, post,
0: <laughs> I'm too busy posting them, okay, over at freakeem.com. I hear you. That's,
5: that's what I tell people. But, yeah, you're, you're also right with the, uh, the Liberty Forum and the Pork Fest. I mean, th- those really were intended initially to get people to come here and then go home and long enough to pack. Yeah. And we really see that happening. You know, people come here they go, "Oh my god, I didn't know there were this many libertarians." Yeah, you doing sure what? You doing what? Um and as as far as what what Mark was saying, I mean, yes, nothing sells like actual measurable demonstrable success. That's what really sure. sells. Um but it's it's always always going to be some steps forward and some steps back. We're going to get, you know, great things to happen. And we're going to have things that suck. And people are always going to point to one or the other preferentially to, you know, bolster their opinion. Right. All we can do is just show the successes out there over and over again and say, look, look, look.
1: Yeah, you know, and the people that are that that are disparaging what goes on in the Free State Project, there's, you know, they're line sitters. Um, They've been are, QBing
0: you know, the Liberty Movement for a long time. Right, they they
1: want chairs. liberty and they want it under their terms and they want it delivered on a silver platter. Sorry,
5: yeah, not going to happen. What I've sort of come to do with my my opinion has sort of come down to, look, if you have a different strategy, God bless you, go for it. You know, we'll be over here fighting, and more of us are showing up every day. And you know, and we would welcome you with open arms if you decide to show up.
0: Yep, I'm with you there, Dennis. I think that I'd, I'm just personally I'm tired of explaining the twenty thousand things. So I think I'm personally going to focus more in on, like you're saying, look what's happening. This is no longer a conceptual idea as it was in 2001 or in 2003, the in its incipience, where it really was just a concept. Uh, it's no longer that. It really is proof, uh, proof of concept at this point. We have with the hundreds of people that have moved, it has been proven. that that this is as you said Mark I think inevitable uh, that's certainly my opinion I think that I mean, with the amount of activism that we're seeing here at this level already it's almost mind-boggling to imagine what another 500 people is going to mean to the uh, to the activism here in New Hampshire let alone what 2000 activists will mean or 10 or 20,000 I mean it's just it's almost impossible to think about what that could possibly mean and
3: for those who are considering moving I think it's by uh, what's the next 1000 project deadline 2000 sure. by the end of 2011 11 yeah. or 10 so if you're plan if you really are planning on moving in the next you know couple of years year or two i uh, i would consider signing up for the next 1000 seriously because it doesn't have a lot of signers at the moment but i i believe that there are people who are planning to make the move somewhere in that time frame and i know there are more people planning to make that move sometime in that time frame than have signed up for the next 1000 project so if you're already planning on doing it Take the time and go sign up for that so that you know people know that we can count on you to be here.
0: There you go. Dennis, any other thoughts? That's it. Thanks, dude, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800 259 to someone in New Hampshire. It's Tom. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom.
6: Yeah, and you guys are in New Hampshire also, and summer ended yesterday morning. It did. Uh, when do you reckon Keene, New Hampshire, where you guys are, is going to get – it's first snowfall of 2008. I don't know. What, do you think it's going to be I'm early the this one year?
1: I'm not the one to reckon these things, Tom, but I can tell you that it uh, summer really ended uh, significant, like, a week, ago, uh, like a, ago. a week or two ago before <laughs> uh, the old uh, equinox uh, occurred. I think we'll have a white
3: Christmas this year.
6: Okay. When do you think you're going to get the first snowfall of 2008?
3: I'll, I'll make a prediction of the native. November 5th. You
6: already got it back in January.
3: Uh Ah, that's cute, Tom.
0: (laughs) Is that all you had for for us tonight? You waited a whole hour for that? You did? 800-259-9231. We continue and talk to Jeremy in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Hey,
7: guys. How's it going? What's
0: on your mind, dude? Oh, I
8: was wondering about... uh... Well, why uh, put a limit like 20,000 on it? Why not make it 50 instead of
7: trying to decrease it?
0: Well, I'd, I'd actually suggested a few years ago that uh, we shouldn't stop at 20,000. I always thought that once 20,000. Well, it was won't reached, stop at
1: 20,000. Once there's 20,000 no. moving,
0: you know, we're, we're going to have had
1: success <laughs> right. at that point. It's not <laughs> like anybody's going to say,
0: whoa, that's enough. Keep out! Borders are going up! Here in New Hampshire, we've got enough! No, absolutely, more people will come after 20,000. It'll be inevitable. It'll be such an incredible movement by that point. Uh, If you love liberty, you won't want to be anywhere else. I mean, it'll be be so obvious. We won't even have to make any arguments anymore. We won't have to even be persuasive. It'll just be the clear thing to do for people that love liberty. So, yeah, of course we can hit 50 and 100,000 once we reach 20,000, but by that point, it'll be totally irrelevant. Those numbers would be... I mean, it would just be fun to count them at that point. There wouldn't really, they wouldn't be, I guess they wouldn't really matter is what I'm trying to say.
8: Well, here in Montana, I mean, uh, personally, I could care less if all the co-op, you know, all this uh, financial BS going on, you know, up uh, back east or whatever. But uh, here in Montana, I mean, as far as the local farmers markets and things like that and the local businesses, I mean, maybe we're not doing as good as, It was,
7: you know, say, five or ten years ago.
0: Well, I mean, the marketplace is a powerful thing. Jeremy, thanks for the call. Uh, More is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live.
6: You ever have one of those days where everything goes right?
0: This Free Talk Live. It's your show. and You can bring up whatever you want just by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And yeah, Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right into your phone calls. And then, if we get a chance mark, you've got a a, a letter that somebody wrote you, right? This was actually yeah, sent by actual mail paper letter. All right, we're going to get to that. but first, we got a Ryan listening in Philadelphia. You're on Free Talk live. Hello, Ryan. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, sir?
9: um well, I was just i uh, I wanted to touch on a subject that is um the new facial recognition technologies that they have coming out. I believe it's it's going to be implemented. Um, large, you know, large crowd, uh, gatherings as far as stadiums mm. and whatnot that actually, you know, they're telling us that it, 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 you know, it, it can pick up on someone that has a deceptive kind of nature on their mind. And, um, I mean, you know, it sounds a lot like 1984, you know, you're, you're going through a, uh, a checkpoint, going to see your, your favorite baseball team and you get pulled over on the side cuz you're having a bad day and uh you know one of these one of these goon officers says that uh looks like you might be you know causing some trouble before you know and it's it's just, So you're uh, saying
0: let me see if I'm understanding you correctly you're saying there's some new facial recognition software that is identifying people that are that are looking suspicious or they're match- yeah. they're matching people against a database I'm I'm a little confused Um
9: well it's uh it's a combination of um it 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 says it it recognizes um you know as uh you know a nervous I don't tendency know. um
0: yeah yeah aren't they train aren't they oh, supposedly training the TSA in identifying like these micro what do they call them they call them like micro flashes or something like that where your your face might contort for a fraction of a second and they're supposed right. to be able to tell that you've got naughty plans in your head <laughs> from from like this fraction of a second look that might flash, uh, flash my, across your face. expressions
1: or micro
4: movements. Micro, or some, yeah, yeah, motions something or something. Like
0: but it wasn't uh, under, it wasn't, to my understanding, it was just people that were trained to identify these things, not uh, some sort of automated system. You're suggesting they're now uh, Where did you get your information yeah. on this?
9: Um, I had I had seen Associated Press articles about it. My friend had actually turned me on to, um, I think originally it might have been on Prison Planet, Alex Jones's site. And then from there... Uh, he showed me the, um, you know, the Associated Press articles.
0: Now, I appreciate the, uh, you bringing regards- that up, I, and I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know if they're quite there yet. I don't. I haven't really been following the technology too closely, but I know as of a handful of years ago, they did attempt a facial recognition software install down in Ebor City. Uh, and it failed. And it failed miserably. But, uh, they but, just but weren't able get, to identify people correctly. Things are going to yeah.
1: get better and better sure. as far as the uh, software That's goes. That's why and I say I, it's possible. I, th- I think that. Uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to identify more and more people that have warrants out, um, for their arrest for, you know, not paying some ticket that they didn't even know that they got, and all kinds of things. They're going to be picking more people up, throwing more people in prison, and that in of itself is disturbing to me. Um, you will find...
0: Right, if you're walking down the street, and then all of a sudden the police come and pull you aside, and they take you in for questioning because, you you know, a flash, a, a look of fear flashed across your face for a moment while yeah, you were thinking of something. Yeah, that doesn't make any some...
1: sense. I, I'm, I'm not ready to go. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not on board with that, uh, you know, to me, that, that sounds paranoid. Well, and wait, it, like, that's what they're
0: doing it, at airports. You understand that. Yeah, right, they have right. these uh, guys they have, that stand around watching people, and they claim they see these micro expressions. But they have thirty people standing there. You understand?
1: You've got to give the bureaucrats something to do, mm-hmm. and they're hiring more bureaucrats. Uh, as for the cameras, I just don't think that's you know, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine the cameras doing that. I'm not quite ready for ready to believe that the cameras are up for that. I'd have to see some kind of story on that, um, and, and well, I'd certainly like to see we're an AP story yeah. on that. Um, so I'm, I'm not ready to believe that but uh you know certainly the the cameras having the cameras to me is just a, just a, b- a bad thing who wants ca- cameras you're going to see fashions of uh, large brimmed hats coming in you're mm. going to see fashions of uh, you know people changing their faces <laughs> in some way yeah you're going to see that happen
3: well i think you know i i can't point to a specific article but i do recall reading that this this software is in development and i don't know you know what stage they're at with it and whether it'll actually work the way that people in government probably hope it will, but this is where they're trying to go with the facial recognition software. It seems difficult. And and whether it's being implemented, well, it is probably very difficult.
0: Right, because have you ever frozen a frame of somebody who's actually talking, like take some video of you on Free Minds TV, for instance, and just start freezing frames and you'll see yourself with all the strangest contortions of your face you could possibly imagine. So if you're just in the midst of talking to somebody, if you freeze a frame at the right point, you could look angry even though it's just your lip. Kind of pursing out as you're creating an O or something like you just you're just creating the words you need to create, but your face will contort in very funny ways as as you're doing that. And so if these uh, automated systems pick up on that and think it's suspicious, they're going to be a lot of people are going to be falling under suspicion. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a very accurate system at all.
3: It it may not be accurate, and you'll probably see a lot of. Um a lot of stories coming about where people are being detained that there was no reason for them to yeah. be detained or uh, with these cameras that are trying to identify people against, you know, criminal records and things like that, you're probably going to see a lot of misidentifications. Um I don't think that's necessarily going to that's stop what, that's the government. That's all that was
0: happening in Ybor City mm-hmm. <laughs> when true. they had the cameras up. Previously, was a lot of misidentifications. But it might have given the police enough of an excuse to come stop somebody on the street and say, hey, our cameras identified you as a potential ser- terror suspect. Now we have to search you, find a bag of marijuana, not a terrorist, but we'll arrest him anyway. Always
1: right? fun to have good reason to search somebody.
3: Yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, you could make the argument when the internet was in its early stages, that it it would be very, very difficult to to download a movie, say, and make, you know, a website that was dedicated to downloading and file sharing movies, because at that time, it was just impractical. You couldn't move that much data. Well, now you can. And so I I think we're headed in this direction where this is going to be a real concern. Uh, Maybe it's in five or 10 or even 15 years down the road. But we are going to see software like this and government programs like this. And we already see them trying. People need to work to
0: stop this in its in its incipients. I mean, if you're in an area where they haven't started putting up cameras at every single intersection yet, you should stop that from occurring if it's proposed. I mean, places like New York and Chicago are too far gone. They've already got thousands of cameras scattered around the city and plans for more are coming. So if you're in those kind of urban uh, metropolitan areas, you're screwed. But uh, for the rest of us that still have a chance to put a put the stop on this police state activity right where it is, uh, you need to put your foot down now. And if you're not in a place surrounded by people that can help you do that, look into the Free State Project as we continue with your calls and talk to Dan in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan.
10: Yes. Uh, I want to talk about the the uh, recognition technology. Yes, sir. Um, so... What it, what it does is it measures certain things about your face, like uh, how far apart your pupils are, where your cheekbones are, and, and it gets like a whole big set of points, maybe a 100 or 50.
0: Now, are we talking about a camera that's shooting you from above a traffic intersection, or are we talking about something that, like, is very, very close to you that you're scanning your your face for some sort of recognition uh, factor?
7: We're
10: talking when you go to get your driver's license, they take a picture of you, the the pictures of high enough resolution that they can get all these data points from your face. Okay. It's the same technology it's used for fingerprint recognition. It's just with your fingerprint, they... There's a few like turbulent areas, and that's they put those points there, and then, and and the same thing with your face. They put take a whole bunch of uh points, special points like mm-hmm. where your pupils are, gotcha. where your earlobe is, and things like that. Okay, now when the camera takes a picture, at, now what they record is all the distances between, like how all the distances are mm-hmm. related. Okay, now when the pic camera takes a picture of you it might be at any angle you can imagine right sure. so like when they took a picture of you face on for your driver's license your pupils were so far apart but now when it's at a different orientation um the the, the uh distances will stretch and and strain in a in a certain uh, way and the ratios basically the ratios of those distances is what they use to tell uh if it was you or somebody else.
0: You have a very... Right? I mean, this is a very difficult proposition if what we're talking about is... Uh, I mean, if you're too far away from the camera, there's only so much they can do with yes. that data.
10: Yes. If you're too far away, that 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 is an issue. If you're close enough, it could... They could
0: do it. All that said, though, they will get better. The camera resolutions yeah. will become they, higher. They certainly and will, yeah. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate the uh, the explanation there. So the uh, source photo is a very important thing here, them having a photo of you that they've taken front on to get all the information in the first place. More on the way, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick and Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. Enjoy them on us. And those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, and a webcam doing a little bit of experimenting uh, with the webcam tonight, trying out some dedicated streaming software, people saying things are looking, looking a little bit better in the webcam room, which is good. We're still sort of in the experimental stage, so uh, head over to listen.freetalklive.com Tune in via audio, tune in via video stream, whatever works best for you listen.freetalklive.com
1: In a four-week clinical trial, participants were advised to maintain their normal eating and exercise habits without changing their daily routine. 83% of the participants using the key component in C 20 lost weight and 72% lost inches off their waist. Um, it, it's working for me. I've been taking it for weeks now and lost more than five pounds. Um, you can get C 20 at uh, Walgreens, CVS, GNC. Uh, and or diet. dot com. That's diet.freetalklive.com. dot com.
0: Nick is joining us on the program tonight. He is the host of Free Minds TV and, or I guess, one of the hosts of Free Minds TV, as well as Free Minds Radio. And I did, I let it slip yesterday on the show, but it was official as of Sunday on Sunday's Free Minds uh, TV, Free Minds Radio. So I I kind of let it slip, but why don't you go ahead and announce officially what the, the big changes are for Free Minds Radio?
3: Um, well, Free Minds Radio, up until this point, has been an internet-only show. We've been broadcasting, uh, or narrow, ho- however you would say it, not broadcasting, but we've been putting our show out there uh, through the Free Talk live stream on Sundays, as well as on StickAm and, and some other avenues online. Uh, but now we're um, getting picked up by the Genesis Communications Network, uh, that's the same network that... Uh, Carrie's Free Talk Live, and um, we're going to be doing a Sunday show from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock Eastern Time, and that's going to be this Sunday, the 28th. So that's going to be our first episode. Excellent, sir. Congratulations. Yeah, the first episode that's actually going to make it out onto the airwaves, and uh, it's exciting. It's been a long
0: time coming, and I think that it's just more evidence that really, if you keep at it, you keep putting the content out there, eventually, uh, good things are going to happen as a result of you being consistent in as far yeah. as in the realm of media is well, concerned in the realm of life this is true. if you
1: want to get lucky, you have to go out there every day and you've got to try you have to make your own luck right you know I, I could stand at a base uh, you know at, at, at home plate and swing at a, a major league pitcher's uh, fastball sooner or later i'm going to hit it. I didn't hit it because I got lucky. I hit it because I went and stood at the base and swung. Mm. Um, because, you know, the person who doesn't stand there doesn't get lucky and hit the ball. So true. So luck counts. The better you are. Skill certainly comes into play. But And there uh, is something you know, to be you've said. Got to, you've got to get out there and do something.
0: There is something to be said for uh, consistently being innovative in that if you are doing the same thing over and over again and not getting different results that you might be looking to get, then you probably should change what it is that you're doing. Uh, but, uh, in I don't general, recommend too
1: much innovation in the area of swinging a bat at a ball. Uh, they, right. they probably have uh, you know the, the guys that are doing that uh, in the major leagues have probably gotten it down.
0: I just wanted to add a caveat to the suggestion <laughs> no, that you should just keep going at something. I mean, if you're keeping going at something and clearly nothing is breaking or changing as you're intending it to I do... I didn't
1: suggest that you nec- necessarily... Well, you know, right. it's not necessarily just just going out and trying the same thing over and over right. again, but you have to be at the plate and swinging. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so, you,
3: you certainly miss 100% of the shots you, you're, that you, you don't, don't take. take. Yeah. And it's- you're not gonna you're not gonna hit that ball if you don't swing. So
0: so people can go to freeminds They can see your television show via YouTube, and I think there's some other ways you're distributing it. Uh, it's also on several uh, uh, cable systems here in the Northeast. Yeah,
3: you can get. I would just say go to YouTube. I mean, we're up on most of the uh, the sites there, like YouTube, like Meta Cafe, and, and, right. and Daily Motion, things like that. Um, and if you're lucky enough to be in either New Hampshire or Maine, and your community has um some kind of a public access tv channel uh we're on a number of them aren't you guys on in brattleboro states. uh no
0: oh i thought for whatever reason i thought nope. you were we're we you are not
3: on in, uh no there's uh bellows bellows falls we are on bellows okay, falls so vermont involved. um it's kind of a weird situation because uh there's a town in new hampshire right across the river so they kind of share a public access channel huh um, it's weird but yeah, the Vermont. Yeah, I
1: find it amazing that Bellows Falls has its own public access channel.
3: <laughs> yeah, but uh, the Vermont stations have not been. Um, they're not as receptive to content from outside of Vermont. Uh, <laughs> it, they're very much into the uh, kind of the local, yeah. homegrown type they movement. They don't like. They, they don't, don't like. is Keene
1: isn't, isn't local to Brattleboro? Apparently uh, not.
3: Probably not. By the, the, Vermont the Brattleboro
1: uh, the car dealership sh- ship sure doesn't have a problem advertising on the Keen radio stations.
3: <laughs> well, oh. that involved, yeah, that involves money, but the. Yeah. Understood. I don't I'm just yes. saying that uh, I, I clearly totally understand
1: the, uh, the Brattleboro uh, car dealers think that Keene is local. That's all I'm saying. Because you don't see them advertising on Poughkeepsie, New York's radio stations trying to right. draw people in from well, there.
3: Well, the, the car dealers are more of the entrepreneurial types who are concerned with making a profit. As opposed to the Those people, are the people living the, in the real world. Right. right. As opposed to
0: the people running the TV station, which are essentially glorified bureaucrats.
3: R- right. And there's just kind of a leftist bent in Vermont that kind of translates into this um Anti-business, and, anti anything and, outside of this 50-mile radius. Yeah, they're very much pro-local. Anything. Yeah,
1: because Vermont's very pro-business. If, as long as it's a local Vermont business, I, I've never seen. Yeah. Uh, there's if you went and looked at per capita, I think Vermont has more small businesses than any place in the United States. And I think it might be because they, uh, you know, just don't allow corporations in or something right, like that. I
0: don't think Panera can build in Vermont. I don't
1: just, think. I'm pretty
0: sure Walmart.
1: Can I mean, not. how many products have Vermont? Stuck on them. It, there's 600,000 people in the state, half of what there are in New Hampshire. Uh, most of the products are
0: like cheese, though. But there's there's all <laughs> kinds of products. You yeah, gotta look. They are.
1: There are. There there are.
3: And not,
0: by the way, New Egg, Vermont. New Eggs in Vermont? Yes. No, it's not. You no, check they it ship out, out of man. New Jersey. What? They ship out of New Jersey. I don't know what they. They mean, might have shipping centers New Egg, all over the place. When I called their office, they're in Vermont. Since you bring it up, Newegg.FreeTalkLive.com does allow you to order uh, computer parts and supplies, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's a small percent, but, hey, it's something. So uh, do your computer shopping at Newegg.FreeTalkLive.com. So big news for uh, Free Minds Radio, hitting the real radio waves, on uh, starting on four radio affiliates, as I understand it, Yes, including and, our very uh, own KGEZ.
3: Yes, and uh, so some of the listeners in KG, KGEZ land will, in Calispell, will be familiar with the sound of our voice. Other than that, I'm pretty sure all the other stations are ones that Free Talk Live is not carried on. So
0: we should also mention that you guys are going to be actually producing the show as you have been. If people have been listening to Free Minds Radio for the last few weeks, they might have wondered, well, why is Free Minds Radio producing their show now from the Free Talk Live studios? Well, this is the reason why we were sort of getting you uh, settled in the studio, getting familiar with the equipment, and so go easy on these guys this weekend when they do their first show. They've never
3: taken a live phone call before, so that'll be it'll be an experience for you. It it, it certainly will. But the, I think the best way. I, I'm only a little bit nervous about it. I feel that the best way to to learn how to do a show is to jump to, in to jump in and yep. do it. And the first episode or two might be a little bit rough, but. you know it it can't be that difficult
0: whenever i whenever i catch myself feeling that feeling that you're describing you called it nervousness i like to try to think of it as excitement instead uh, because nervous kind of has a negative connotation to it and uh and i was very very nervous when i was growing up when i was in for instance middle school or high school or elementary school giving presentations and things like that i very very nervous like shaking the podium kind of nervous And I shifted my perspective later on in life and came to understand... Well, first of all, it helps if you're actually talking about something you want to talk about. Right. Uh, But secondly, to shift your perspective to excitement instead of nerves. And it's just I think it's just a positive little shift that you can make in your head that that actually results in uh, feeling much more comfortable with what it is you're about to do. Just an idea. 800-259-9231. Of course, we'll be streaming their show live, so you can get it that way. And, of course, at freemindstv.com. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll free to one 9231 the sickle C A I toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they're free. So enjoy those on us. And those features include the updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
1: Rather than spending money on gas or the new and far more expensive airline tickets, try Webex. You can try it for free. Go to Webex.com. If you use promo code 600, you can try it for a a month, I believe. Uh, that's W-E-B-E-X.com, promo code 600. Save some money. Webex.com. And they have uh, free uh, webcams.
0: We continue with your calls. Bill is on the line in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hello, Bill. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
11: Well, I... Someone had beat me to it. I was going to jump right in on the, the uh, Department of Homeland Security's new little play toy, um, and there has been some confusion as to what this this uh, new feature, as they call it, actually does. Are you talking about it's the
0: cameras a, that the gentleman was calling about earlier?
11: That is correct. Basically, it's 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 a uh, well. You, I have to explain this. Anything that has a acronym that spells a word. You know it's bad news, and okay.
4: this is
11: no, this is no exception. It's called the Future Attribute Screening Technology, and basically what it is is it's a group of technologies. It's not just photographic. It, we're talking um, fast, okay, a laser. Yeah, we're talking laser. We're
4: talking Lasers. infrared,
11: the whole nine yards. Wow. And, okay. And one of the, the the facets of this of this program is designed to do is it's not only going to uh, look at your shape of your face, but it's going to tell how fast you're breathing, what your skin temperature is, uh, what your pulse rate is, uh, and they use all this information to come up with the the probability that you're going to commit a crime.
1: It's I'd like to sort of to interject at this moment um how many government failures there have been that have just never come to fruition. Um the the, the, the list is uh, many, myriad out there.
0: Well, this may come to fruition, but it may waste uh you know a lot of people's time it and waste a few enough lives people's, uh, they wastes get rid of enough It wastes enough
1: people's time, it's going to go away, I think. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, certainly the TSA is wasting a lot of time.
0: Where does it stand in this? I mean, you're saying they're going to be able to allegedly claim that you are about to commit a crime. That's pretty darn scary. Kind of the the thought, the realm of thought crime that we've seen this country get going further and further down that road. And this is just the next extension on that idea. But how far, how close are we uh, to actually having this fast technology you're talking about actually implemented? Do you know?
11: Well, they are in. Uh, they're doing uh, blind tests out of Maryland with it. Uh, the article that everybody has been quoting or semi-quoting is from New Scientist. Um, they're the ones that broke the story about it. Uh, DHS science spokesperson uh, was quoted as saying that they are running uh, that the tests are live. And out of their tests, they found that, uh, out of all the lab rats that they tested this on, 78% uh, was detected with accuracy as far as having uh, malicious intent. And uh, another 80% uh, they were able to, uh, to correctly identify deception.
0: So that means 30% and 20% were incorrectly identified and those people would have had their uh, afternoons ruined or possibly uh, detained. And 35 and
1: 20% is uh those are amazing numbers by government standards. I, I don't think that I I I find it difficult to believe that that's just even so, but any other thoughts Bill? Um
11: well, um no, uh, now on this particular uh this particular one, I just kind of wanted to uh, elaborate a little bit more, but I did find uh, another interesting story. Uh, this one flashed on in my local news that, that scares me, and it's uh, this uh, doctor uh, who happens to be on the Department of Education's payroll. Uh, he is going on this mass crusade now to uh, to Capitol Hill to prevent children from using cell phones. Mm.
12: Because
1: the cell phones uh, uh make your brain have cancer and stuff yeah
11: he's leaking the whole cancer spill on on Capitol Hill when it's nothing more than a smoke screen because uh the schools want the the, the cell phones out of the mm-hmm. schools, and they don't they don't want this thing called the Constitution to get in the way, uh so they're just going to bypass it completely and just outlaw students and kids in general um. Uh,
1: I don't think they're gonna. Something called science is gonna get in the way of that uh, particular crusade. I mean, this just, it's just, it's just not so. Well, they
0: don't need a, a scientific excuse to ban something from a government school. They could M- just maybe not from a government be. school, but he's proposing that a kids not be allowed to car- carry cell phones anywhere. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was only on government school campus. Did no, I miss that? No, anywhere.
11: No, they're they're he's trying to outlaw, law it, uh, nationwide. <laughs> knows knows, That's knows crazy. children and, under the age of 18 to carry the cell phone. Yeah, but,
0: you're going to come uh, up can... against a lot of angry parents on that too because a lot of parents have purchased their kids' cell phones for the purposes of keeping safety. them in safety and they've got the little tracking thing that they can do with it. Uh, not to mention that some of the
1: kids' cell phones have only four buttons on them so they can only call mom, dad, mm, grandma, yeah. and
0: 911 or whatever. Yep. Yep, I don't see that going anywhere, but I thank you for bringing it up. Bill, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, and I have uh, discovered the article he was referring to, the New Scientist article about this FAST program and it does stand for Future Attribute Screening Technologies, and, ensure, and sure enough, DHS is saying that it's 70 percent, 78 percent accuracy on malintent detection, and 80 percent on deception. They may, you know, use, I think
1: that uh, <laughs> they want to buy this, so they're lying about the numbers. That's all I can say. That, that just
0: just can't be so. I don't even care if it is so. I mean, you're, if you if this computer decides that you've got mal intent yeah, and you're walking through the airport, for, they're going to pull you aside or wherever it is that you are. It sounds like they want to deploy this all over the place. You walking down the street, the cops say, oh, "We're sorry, citizen, you have been detected as having mal intent. We have a few questions for you. Just come aside here, and they'll and ask you the, and questions." the experiments
1: can't necessarily, uh, you know, they, they can't mimic what's going on in the airport necessarily. I mean, what if I'm walking through the airport Important. i'm thinking to myself i hate the tsa
0: i hate this crap you could trigger i mean it could very well trigger uh so there are all going to are going to be a lot of false triggers and it's going to result in more people being taken to some sort of detainment facility we've already talked about stories wherein uh people are getting off of planes and they've been detained simply because they lo- you know they look funny or the the Federal agents want to harass them and, and question them, and they've been held for hours upon hours in detainment facilities. So this kind of technology could very well easily lead to anybody on the street or wherever this is being implemented being pulled aside by government uh, goons yeah, and, and you detained know, and what, for who knows how long. What's
1: the difference between a um, you know a police officer picking somebody because they're Arab to harass or black or uh, you know whatever reason gay looking um, you know whatever reason they decide, and then this computer picking people. Up, I mean, it's still just picking people out because of what they look like. I mean, right. what's the, the pro- difference?
0: Well, I think the difference might end up being that down the line, uh, they they could back up the the computer software. They could say, well, you can't accuse the computer of uh, being uh, racist. What, or a racist. Uh, it is not targeting these different people. And so is this your Russian? I don't incident? know. Anyway, you you could very easily, or they could. The, the judge could very easily say, "Well, clearly there's no bias in this case. It's just a computer. You know, uh, we understand that you were not actually doing the mal the bad things the computer thought you were doing. However, we don't owe you anything for your lost time because this is the price we must pay to have security in our society today. They so don't pay you us for our lost
1: time uh, right. waiting in the line for the TSA. No. Nope.
0: So. so if you so if you get pulled aside and you have five hours of your time wasted because they think that you you have some sort of uh, bad intentions because this computer has identified you as such. You're just going to be out five hours, man. You, they're going to, it's going to, the attitude is going to be, well, you should feel lucky we let you out. right? Mm. That's what it's going to be. This is the new America. Everything changed on 9-11. And if you have to be inconvenienced for three hours every few months when a computer decides that you are a threat because you happen to roll out the wrong side of the bed in the morning or had a fight with your significant other or you know got into it with the kids or whatever it is that's on your mind that is causing these false positives to uh, show up in the computer system, hey, it's just the price we pay for a secure society right? What I are you going to do about it? Nothing. You're no, not you going to take uh, them to court?
1: Yeah, I guess. And then the ACLU might go after them and Get a settlement from yeah. the
0: taxpayers? Come on, maybe. Then they'll pull you aside again. And if this is not a good idea. This is not a, uh, a bright future here as far as this technology is concerned and what they could do with it. The toll-free number here for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. We give ours away, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we do ask that you learn how to promote the show. By going to promote.freetalklive.com, you'll find a variety of different ways, um, almost all of them completely free, a few of them low-cost, ways to get this show into more ears around the world. So help us out by going to promote.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls. And we talk first, Joe in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Joe. Hi, how are you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Joe?
12: I'd like to talk about uh, the Paulson $700 billion swindle. Please. Uh, first, I'd like to point out that uh, Section 8 of uh, Secretary Paulson's uh, <clears throat> Act uh, today or yesterday, I don't know which, whether it was this morning or yesterday, uh, he's uh, uh, written a clause in there which says that no uh, powers that he may get if the bill passes can be reviewed by any congressional committee or any court in the United States. Yeah, Europe. did you
3: guys hear about this one? Yeah, basically he wants to have dictatorial powers over that's the economy. That's fascism.
1: <laughs> well, I suspect that's the one piece that, that won't make it through. It's gotten so much uh, Well,
12: why should press. any of it make it I through? Agree. People, I agree with you. If, if, if people would begin to stand up for, some, for themselves in this country instead of whining and crying and, 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 and force their congressmen and women to stop this, because the congressional leadership, is, you know, they're, they're not going to. They're ushering it in. Yep. And, and, you know, what basically the future of this is that these bank bailouts, or excuse me, these bank collapses have only begun. It's only begun. The, the, the chartered local banks are only going to get in worse shape and worse shape. And as these banks begin to collapse and the FDIC begins to bail them out, who do you think is going to be buying them up? It's going to be Goldman Sachs and mm. morgan stanley who today were given um in uh what state was it um i forget the state but they'll be uh,
0: buying them up at pennies on the dollar basically and therefore you're suggesting that will result in more consolidation
3: well they've now the been ministry. given
12: permission to become to become banks to become uh bank
3: holding companies basically yes, bank holding
12: yep. companies in Whereas uh, and, they weren't
3: before no, no they, they, were, investment oh, they were investment
12: banks oh investment banks and no you know more. i mean roosevelt's Roosevelt's Glass-Steagall has been stripped by Poppy Bush 20 years ago, but, uh, you know, uh, and this is why we're in the mess we're in. But uh, you, what, you, what, you, what you're looking at is not just, uh, you know, future of another $15 trillion added to our national debt by the interest for this uh, $700 or $800 billion uh, bailout, but you're looking at Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs being financed you know, they're going to be eligible for this for parts of this bailout. They're going to be financed to take over the banking uh regular banks of the United States and then use the ordinary citizens' checking and savings account for more speculation.
1: Wow. What it, a mess. Yeah, it's true. It's it's terrible. I, I, I wish that I understood what
3: one could do about it. The state project appeal. Yeah, well, there's well, a lot of currencies, but, but they're actually banks. It, it, I, I normally I normally um, don't think this does very much, but I would actually recommend contacting your Congress people. It looks like it does this- do
12: a lot. If you hound them and hound them, they're all fakers. And, and if they think that they're in a position where they won't get reelected, they only have two years. And, you know, if, if they hear enough heat. It, this is what's happening. They are trying to force this through before the American people can can sure. can unite against this. They're rushing it through. Yeah, I mean, their it's only propaganda got... machine is pushing it on TV as a as a reasonable thing we're doing to save your you know. They're treating it. They're treating the American people like idiots, and they're trying to rush it
1: through. As a matter of fact, I heard on Glenn Beck today. He said although it's terrible, and he was talking about how our monetary system is uh, teetering on the brink and everything, it's uh, better than the alternative. You know, like well, Glenn um, Beck was I'd saying. I'd like this. to make 90, one point. Yeah. yeah.
12: Let me make one point, please. We are not a monetary system. We are a credit system. Uh, that was the foundation of the United States, which in 1789 was voted on, voted as our a political economy. We have been perverted. Into a satrapy of the British monetary system, and that's what's collapsing. It's the globalized financial system. You're that pointing is collapsing.
0: out that it's it's not money, it's debt. It's not real. It's yeah, exactly. Promises. There's
12: no there's no wealth created by the United States anymore. There's no real wealth. We well, the I don't know if that's Smith. true.
0: I mean, to suggest that those people that are out there providing products and services aren't creating wealth—that's not true. Wealth is the not just money. Of wealth,
12: it, it, the the productive. Creation of wealth and the the productive capacity of the United States for the last 40 years has diminished year by year I will agree
0: with that, absolutely.
12: Monetary assets have increased, but that's purely inflationary.
0: Good points tonight. I appreciate your call. uh, Really informed, really interesting. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If I had a book to give away, I'd give it to you. Actually, we do have books to give away, and we're going to do so uh, at some point tonight. Uh, Mark, you'll tell us more about that a little bit later.
3: And I wanted to point out that they've done some polling on whether Americans support this bailout measure. And in the general public, the Rasmussen poll showed that 7% of Americans approved of this bailout. Really? Wow. So 93% either are unsure or oppose this measure. And it looked how many were unsure. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure the the figures on that. I know it's seven. Per, only seven percent. Are we percent talking about seven
0: percent of Americans or seven percent
3: of Americans that have been in, apprised of the situation? Seven percent of Americans who responded to the Rasmussen poll. Okay, so this could be anybody. Then. Right. I, I'm assuming it's... I don't know all the my because you know, I don't know much about it,
0: and I'm sort of paying some attention.
3: <laughs> right. It, it's very
0: complicated. Uh, but I know I, enough to oppose it.
3: Right. I think on principle, most Americans oppose the idea that the government's going to get involved in the economy. The, the, the taxpayers
1: extent. are bailing out r- ultra-rich individuals that created yeah. their own problems.
3: And it looked like this the, the congressional bailout was going to pass fairly quickly. And then the public pressure started, and people started to look into, well, what exactly is this bailout? I mean, who are we giving the $700 mm-hmm. billion dollars to? What is this going to do to the national deficit? What's it going to do to the, to the dollar? And public opinion seems to have shifted pretty quickly against this. So, I'm not 100% sure that it is, in fact, going to pass. Um, well, time will tell, well, I suppose. As, as, the, the, as the gentleman
1: you... said, uh, Congress is trying to usher this in.
0: Right.
3: I mean, the most you can do right now is... Well, who's more influential, <laughs> the
0: big money boys at Goldman Sachs, or you and me on the phone to the, the congressperson? The, I mean, the
1: big money boys at Goldman
0: Sachs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about it this way. If uh, if these big money bankers, these uh, these people that are very, very influential in government... Come to these Congress people and say, hey, look, we really need you to put this through. And I understand you want to win the next election and everything. We'll give you some money for your next election. But even if you don't win, we'll still take care of you. Go ahead and put this through. Because isn't it real? I mean, these politicians, while they want to reward their friends and punish their enemies, these are their friends, right? And they w- probably wouldn't mind taking a big chunk of cash under the table essentially to – even if they swords. lost, yeah, fall on their swords. Oh, well, I had to vote for it. It was about the country, you know. I had to vote for it. I know the little I people. I know I'm going to take it in the, in yeah. the pants election time,
1: right. but this was about the saving right. the American people. It was people. the right thing to do. Well,
3: you know, I don't. in the long run, I don't think it makes a huge difference either way. The fact is the situation is going to get a lot worse before it gets better, whether yeah. we allow the market to correct itself at this point or whether the government steps in and p- throws taxpayer money on the table. It might push off the financial crisis for maybe a year or less. In well, it. that's
0: what Gardner was saying last night. Is you're just essentially you're delaying the inevitable, and you're making it worse when it actually does right. Right. It's right. not delaying the inevitable.
1: It's making uh, the inevitable worse every time they do it. Right. What so
3: you'll you'll see you'll see inflation in the dollar. You'll see a weaker dollar. You'll see higher oil prices again, and eventually the bad debt's still going to have to be liquidated and prices correct at some point. So you might stop a panic. But the fact is that there is a real correction that needs to happen, and this isn't just a panic. There, there, there was legitimate. malinvestment. That yeah. it was, you know, it was mostly caused by by government policy. But there's malinvestment. It needs to correct itself, and eventually it will. The government can't change economically. E-
0: yeah you can't fight e- economics you can delay a few things here and there and you can put in roadblocks around the marketplace that will rush you know like a, a rushing river will essentially rush around those roadblocks delayed for only a, a fraction of a moment uh, but there's really not much they can do to, to to put it off forever
3: right no i mean they can't create value out of thin air all they can create are paper dollars and that's essentially they're gonna all they're going to do. That's the only bullet that they have left in their gun is to cheapen money.
0: Okay, 800-259-9231. Sorry for the uh, explosions going off mm-hmm. in the background here. Not sure what. Uh, they've got some engineers working in the studio or something like that. Uh, so let's go quickly here to the Muslim non in California. You're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey,
0: what's on your mind?
8: I want to let you guys know that I signed up for the Free State Project yesterday.
0: Congratulations. Excellent.
8: And uh, I wanted to ask a question about Sam in Texas's method of fighting a traffic ticket. Okay. Uh, I got myself a speeding ticket, but it's like a two-hour drive away. If I wanted to show up in court, Ugh. so I'm not willing to do that. Obviously. And so I wanted to try maybe a hybrid of your strategy with property taxes of, like, getting into a dialogue via, like, snail mail Let's talk guys. about
0: that in a bit here. We'll, we'll bring you back around here in Hour 3. More with the Muslim nonarchist new free stater uh, as of yesterday, last night. Congratulations to him on that. And we'll take your calls as well about whatever you want. Demetrius is on the line. Charles as well. Ladies, you come first if you dial toll-free to 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching at hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And yeah, Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. Enjoy those all for uh, on us at freetalklive.com. As we go back to the Muslim nonarchist from California, you'd called a moment ago in the last hour. We didn't have much time, so I wanted to make sure we had a chance to get into this discussion here and first you told us you joined the Free State Project. Congratulations again on your decision there. How did just as an aside, how d how did you feel, um, after you joined? Did you feel like you'd done the right thing?
8: I felt like it was about time to tell you the truth. I've been thinking about it for almost a year. And uh I finally realized like like I'm not married or anything, but I realized there's no way I want to raise children in this state. You know what I mean? Yeah and so it was either it was either leave the country or move to New Hampshire. And uh I think New Hampshire will be
11: better for me.
0: Sounds good. Uh, so you had called about a, a speeding ticket situation. you Want to get get into that with us? Go ahead.
8: Yeah. Well, it's just that I, I mean I like Sam's approach, and uh, I I just I'm not willing to do it because I'm not willing to drive. Right.
4: And so You're I talking want about to try, Sam from Texas
0: for our listeners that may not be aware. Sam is uh, one of our listeners. And I would say friend of the show uh, who's living in Texas at this time, he is also a Free State Project member, so he'll be moving to New Hampshire at some point this year. Uh, but he's known for going into the courthouse with a video camera and insisting that his camera go with him everywhere he goes. Uh, and he's been kind of fighting traffic tickets uh, by doing that. However, he hasn't actually successfully gotten them to throw out any of his tickets, and he has gone ahead and paid one of them. I'm sure we'll probably be hearing an update from Sam at some point, I I think, this month. I think he's got another trial coming up. Uh, I don't know when it is, but I know it's uh, scheduled for the future. Um, So he hasn't really gotten anything kicked out as a result of his tactics. So you were talking about doing something a little bit different?
8: Well, I don't have any fantasies about beating the ticket. I just want to waste as much time as they're taking from me. That's all. Um, So, yeah, I guess I didn't mean property taxes. I was talking about the couch fiasco where you write them a letter Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and you
8: expect them to answer before you'll comply with anything that they say.
0: Yes, I've actually uh, written a letter like that, and I was going to go and serve it to the bureaucrats today. I just didn't have quite enough time for it, but I did go and get it notarized. And essentially, for those that don't know, the bureaucrats here in Keene, New Hampshire, have been threatening me over a couch in my tenant's yard. I have a duplex. My tenants have a couch on their side of the yard, and it's been there as long as I can possibly remember. It doesn't offend the neighbors. Otherwise, they would have complained to my tenants about it, which they haven't done. So, Or you. Or me. And so nobody has complained with the exception of the city bureaucrats who now all of a sudden have taken an interest in this couch in the yard. They find a, they sent me a $100 ticket, which didn't even have my name on it. Uh, and then they sent me a letter, which did have my name on it, saying the ticket had now doubled and it's now a $200 ticket. And they could bring court action against me, so they threatened to take me to court. And so I have written these, uh, these people back and essentially told them, look, I'm happy to pay your – I conditionally accept – your fine, as long as you can prove to me my obligation to obey your statutes or obey your whatever they call them code, I guess around here that there restrictions, yeah. their are ordinances. That's what they call them, ordinances. So yeah, I'll I'd be happy to pay your fine just as long as you show me proof of obligation. That's basically where you come from on that. So you're thinking about trying that with the with the speeding ticket?
11: Yeah.
8: Now you said you got it notarized. Do you think that that's like necessary? Did y'all get the thing like notarized or send it? Uh... Like priority mail or something,
0: well, some would suggest that notarization is important because it does show that the notary saw you sign the document and and the notary attests to that on the piece of paper. It just makes things a little bit more official, and you are essentially trying to speak the government's language, and so they like you know that that stuff speaks to them basically uh, that's the idea yeah. there, and then, as far as delivering the letter. Some would suggest that you would want to get some sort of signature confirmation-based delivery, Uh, whether that means actually going through a private deliverer or using the Postal Service's options. I'm not sure which one would be best, but clearly, I mean, that's going to be a costly option. Luckily, here in Keene, New Hampshire... the Town is so darn small, or uh, you can literally walk or bicycle over and, and hand it to them uh, personally, which is what I like to do because then you know they can't say they lost it in the mail or whatever happened because I was there. I gave it to these bureaucrats. Uh, but yeah, if you don't so have, have that option, a certified letter. yeah. That's the way to uh, go. I'd so like to
1: caution, it... before you go on, uh, I'd like to caution you uh, that Ian checked ahead of time to make sure that the government couldn't take his house over this couch and
0: uh, got confirmation of that. However, oh, I didn't get confirmation. That's just what the city manager told me. They could still, I mean, they might be able to take the house.
1: You you took less of a risk. You did ask a question and you got a, a you know, an answer in the affirmative that you were looking for. And however, in your case, I can assure you that the bureaucrats can say that you haven't paid the, uh, the fine and issue a warrant uh, for you or. You know, if you drive without a license, you know, oh, you have thing. to
0: be prepared to have your car stolen from you. You have to be prepared to spend time in jail. And this is one of the reasons why I highly recommend against doing stuff like this where you are. I mean, if you've joined the Free State Project, what's the point in putting up this? What's the point in going at this where you are? I understand that Sam wants to wanted to do it so he could get the experience and I could understand that as the excuse. But I ask you, Mr. Nonarchist, why? Why now? Why? Why not wait?
8: Well, they've made it impossible for me to pay. They were supposed to send me something in the mail that was like the fine associated with the ticket so I could respond by mail. That never came. Mm. I'm supposed to be able to pay on their website. That's what it says on the citation, but there's no record of my ticket on their website. Uh-huh. So they have basically made it so I have no method except going into court, even though they gotcha. told me that I could pay these other ways.
0: So what you're hoping to do then is so – basically, is there a court date scheduled at this point?
8: Yeah. Okay. Which also happens to be a religious holiday, so I'm not willing to go.
0: Okay, well then, basically, what you're trying to do is head off the court date by, for instance, uh, sending them this letter that says, "Look, I, you know, I got your ticket here, and I'd be happy to pay it as long as you show me my proof of obligation. You know, show me the signed contract which bears my signature and an agent of your your organization, and all the terms that are necessary. Which, of course, they can't do. You didn't sign a contract like that. They can't show that to you." So there is the chance, there is the small chance that they might just say, oh, crap, we don't want to deal with this, and they'll just mark the ticket paid and move on. That's what they did with my $5 parking ticket, but I'm imagining the speeding ticket's probably for a little more than 5 bucks.
8: Yeah, I don't know. They haven't told me.
0: Oh, so you don't even know what the amount is?
8: No, they haven't told me anything. It's, not, it's not on their website. They didn't mail me anything. I've got nothing.
0: How did you find out about the court date?
8: It's on the citation that he issued me when he pulled oh, me over. Oh, wow. huh.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think it can really hurt that much to send that letter out. I mean, if you're planning on not going to court anyway, then you know that you're going to experience some unpleasant consequences from that. I mean, they could very well send cops to your house to uh, force you to go to court. They could... Kick in your door, bang in your door, and take you to court. Uh, so you know that's a possibility, and you know you're putting it on the line. You know you're taking a risk. If you're willing to take those risks, then it could be an interesting experience well, for
1: you. I, and uh, you have a really great thing to fall back on, which is the whole uh, it's a religious holiday. However, uh, you know the, the problem is that you have to you need to contact them beforehand, um, and rather than saying, you know, I was re- I refused to go because it's a religious holiday, and um, you didn't mention it to them. But, but.
0: Well, that's another point of the letter. Yeah, that's true. Let us know what you end up deciding to do on this and, and how it all pans out. Will you do that? Yeah, sure. And, uh, Mr. Nonarchist, when are you planning on actually moving to the Free State? or are these um, Well, soon to be I'm, state?
8: Uh, I'm the type of a person that just packs all those things in a car and drives. Uh, and so it's really going to come down to uh, when I sell off enough of my stuff that it all fits in a car. So I imagine within the next year or two.
0: Fantastic. I would say have a garage sale and try to blow a bunch of it out the door as quickly as you possibly can. And I thank you for the call tonight. Good luck with your situation there. I hope it goes as smoothly as it possibly can, because it's unpredictable. You never know. I mean, it's like dealing with a rabid animal. You never know how these bureaucrats are going to react to something like this. They could very well just toss it off and say, ah, screw this. We don't want to deal with it. But then again, it'll probably the first time they've ever come across something like that. And they'll just they might just say, what the hell is this? Let's take this scumbag to court and then hurt him
3: hurt I don't him. I don't think the bureaucrats find it quite amusing as the Liberty people do I, I oh, I'm sure they don't find they, it amusing you know it to them to some extent it's also just because to them it's, it's just a job and yeah, they don't it's like annoying you. yeah they don't want you to make and a an annoying person I can tell you that you know when them.
1: you think when you talk to the average person an annoying person is bad the, you know, that's how people think mm-hmm. the people are either fall into a good category or a bad category they kill them off in their mind this person person is bad they have annoyed me they are a jerk and and you know they can't think for a second that they annoyed me with the speeding ticket well maybe you guys are in the wrong maybe you work for an organization of people that hurt people
0: Good point. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. you still got that piece of mail, Mark. Hopefully we'll get to it. Calls are still rolling in. That's what the show's about, is what you want to discuss. So pick up the phone and become a part of this program. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And yeah, Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include the bulletin board system. we got over four, about 400,000 posts. Uh, there's an awful lot to talk about there. Everything from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Check.
1: Chapter six: Subterranean Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. And I uh, spoke with the author, and he said that he's uh, working on chapter seven. He'd rather it be late than crappy, and uh, he's been, you know, very busy, right, um, very recently. So, he's, uh, chapter seven is on the way.
0: All right, as we continue with your calls, Charles is on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Charles. Charles, in New Mexico, going once. Going. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Yes,
13: uh, I was listening to uh, the non-archist. Yes, sir. And uh, he seems uh, upset at having to travel some distance to uh, deal with this traffic fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, a simple way to deal with it would be to just call him up at the court let his fingers do the walking and find out what the fine is and just send him a letter with the with the check.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're saying that's simple, but have you ever tried calling a bureaucracy before?
13: It's well, not always it, easy. Once, well, once you can get to talk to a human, yeah. uh, then just, you know, talk to him like a human. And uh, I, I'll bet you'll find that uh, they're easy to deal with, mainly because courts are mostly behind the times. They, they don't have a lot of uh, heights high technology and uh... they have a lot of people just sitting there trying to do things with with uh... uh tools that don't
0: work very well. Well, I don't want to make it sound like what you're saying is impossible, because it certainly is possible that you could talk to a a bureaucrat who was acting like a human on that particular day. I think especially in smaller towns and smaller population areas, the bureaucrats tend to be a little bit friendlier there because they're, well, people know who they are, and so they do still have some level of personal reputation to uphold. Uh, Also, of course, if you're dealing with a younger bureaucrat, there's a good chance you could find one that's a little more helpful than, than average. But I think generally when you're dealing with bureaucracy and especially if you're dealing with bureaucracy in a city situation or in a situation where you aren't living in that particular area, that geographical area – it can be very, very difficult to get a bureaucrat to even speak to you on the phone, number one. And number two, when they actually do pick up the phone to talk to you, to get them to be the right bureaucrat, instead of a bureaucrat who's going to say, oh, I'm sorry, that's not my department. Uh, you should go talk to so-and-so. And then when you talk to so-and-so, you've got to talk to Mr. XYZ. And then when you talk to Mr. XYZ, you get put on infinite hold. And then they never when call it comes you to back paying when, when ticket, you leave a ticket, I understand.
1: That's what, that's what if you want something from your bureaucracy, what the situation you're talking about is more likely. If you want to know oh, you how much the... Them? fine is yeah. they're sure. going to be more helpful i agree that's a good point okay
13: yeah. all, all, good point. All, all you're asking is is look i i don't want to create trouble all i want to know is how the fine is and i'm stuck two hours away from you guys i really would appreciate not having to come up, come in there and and pay the fine The clerk is going to be nice to him, tell him how much to send and where to send it, I I swear to you. Okay,
0: it's a good point. If you can get one on the phone and they're acting like a human being, then, yeah, I think that's a possibility. And as you say, because you're looking to pay them, they'll be a little bit more helpful than they might usually be. Good points all. Uh, We'll see what the uh, nonarchist decides to do. Any other thoughts?
13: Well, he could play it the hard way. If he wants to send his uh, registered letter, uh, he could tell the court that uh, he's received this citation he wants to appear in court. He wants to plead not guilty, but uh, he wants a continuance, and then just keep stringing them along.
1: That's a possibility too. It I goes guess quite some time, but at some point or another, you'd have to pay, right?
13: Well, well, I don't know. If you string them along long enough, sometimes uh, they'll offer you uh, some deal to get out of it
0: possibly i thank you charles for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 i guess it depends on how much time you want to invest in this i mean how much time do you want to spend do you want to spend a bunch of time going at a taking a Honestly, SAM approach
1: and $100 it is worth less to me than um, writing back and forth six or seven times with a bureaucracy.
0: I don't think it's worthwhile in a place like California. I don't think it's worthwhile. I think it'd be much more worthwhile to just fly under the radar until you can get to New Hampshire where you will be backed up by dozens of activists who are willing to come to your court trial or you know help you out in some way, shape, or form, whereas you're all alone in a place like California or wherever it is that you might happen to be. In most places, you're probably all alone. Maybe you're lucky and you have a a real close group of people that's going to help you out but seems really i didn't have yeah i didn't have that where i came from i'll tell you that uh toll free we continue here 800-259-9231 demetrius is on the line in new york you're on free talk live demetrius hi you're on the air what's on your mind
6: uh i wanted to mention succession and i know that you and mark kind of advocated i don't know about nick
0: uh pretty uh, much at this point, yeah, secession absolutely from the federal government i it seems like a sensible thing to do
6: now, I know Ian, you would you'd be fine with personal secession, mm-hmm. um, but do you remember what happened last time some states tried to secede from the union?
1: Sure, well, people died. Yeah, we've we've heard of that, and there's um you know, and you've called on just the right night because uh, this is Nick's specialty. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, some states fired on a, uh, a you know a federal uh, United States fort when they seceded too. I'm not saying it wasn't uh, in some way uh, you know they were goaded into it,
3: but you know shooting at a fort not a good idea, right? Yeah, I mean, largely you saw Union Army officers leave and head back home. And they would later form the the Confederate officer corps. They were allowed to leave their units. I mean, the, the U.S. Army was not, you know, trying to arrest the Southerners that were attempting to leave. Uh, really, when it turned to violence was at Fort Sumter because the Confederates fired on a federal fort, and at that point, people that were still in the Union felt that the Union had essentially been attacked. So, I I understand that when you start talking about secession. The the Civil War kind of comes up for a lot of people. I sure think most people have that reaction that, well, if you try to leave the Union, you're, you're all going to die. But to be quite honest with you, um, there have been decentralist moves in, in in places. I believe the United Kingdom has, has opened up a lot in allowing sovereignty for pla- like Scotland, for instance. Um, there have been a lot of countries. The Soviet Union uh, just kind of disintegrated when they had a financial collapse, and they were communists. And, uh, you saw relatively little bloodshed there. So, um, I don't know that the, the U.S. Civil War is necessarily, uh, the best example to look at. It, it's a worst case scenario. Um, but of course, it, it, it seems unlikely to me that the federal government's going to roll tanks well, it, into the U.S. It would state. be
1: very, very likely if we decided if if New Hampshire decided to secede and used its uh, local, uh, you know, if, if we in fact had a militia, but it, you know if if they used its local militia to shoot at the IRS buildings, to gun down every one of the uh, federal employees, to take the post office uh, workers and slit their throats out in the street and let the blood run into the gutters. Yeah, maybe they would roll tanks in.
3: Right, yeah, but I, I think if you... <laughs> <But> until then, <laughs> I mean, what? Right, if you're not offering right. uh, armed resistance, it, it becomes harder for them to deal with you. And I'm not saying they wouldn't take some steps to try to keep a state into in the Union. Sure. I'm Who sure knows? that they would uh, uh, attempt to in some way. Um, But where do they go? I mean, they'd have to essentially gun down peaceful people.
0: I want to let you respond. Hang on, Demetrius. We'll bring you back for that. 800-259-9231. So if you've got a peaceful secession movement and the government, the federal government responds with force, then all that's going to do is, I mean... Obviously, the peaceful secessionists might perish. But what it will do for the federal government is completely destroy, I think, any shred of legitimacy they might have left at that point. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live.
1: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves to bring up what you want is 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features do include the wiki with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive for free. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. W-I-K-I, Talk the world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is happening soon, October 10th, 11th, and 12th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m., 10 bucks per person, knobcreekrange.com. That's knobcreekrange.com. So we continue here. Demetrius, uh, still on the line in New York. You'd called, you'd asked a question about secession, and I wanted to make sure you got your thoughts out. Go ahead, Demetrius.
7: Yeah. Um, I
6: mean, I just don't think it's possible to Uh, secede. Well, you know, during the Civil War, uh, the president was basically willing to do anything to preserve the Union. And He was willing to give the South pretty much any deal they wanted, or he was willing to, you know, turn the South into a corpse-riddled, you know, crater. And did, and yeah, he did. So, you know, I think it might be possible to get something good out of the government if, you know, there was enough pressure applied. But I don't think there.
0: I don't think the people that I don't think the people that want secession want anything from the government. I think if they want anything, it's to be left the hell alone.
4: alone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that government's not going to leave people alone. We know that much. They're not going to do that. And so as far as secession is concerned, it, there, there's a big difference there's between now and There's a long now way to then. go between
1: where we are today um, in New Hampshire and secession and honestly where any of the states are in
0: secession. There's a long way to go. Um, there needs to be a paradigm shift for sure. But I mean, even but, if it does come about to the point where people are wanting it. The people in the federal government have to be a lot more careful with what they do. I mean, there are so many eyes and ears paying attention today that weren't able to pay attention back in the 1800s. I mean, in the 1800s, news traveled by telegraph and by horseback. I mean, whereas if they rolled tanks into New Hampshire today... Hopefully, it would be all over the the news and CNN and Fox. I mean, this would be it would be something the blogosphere would explode. Uh, you wouldn't well, be able to cover that in, up. So they'd really have to be. Uh, it'd be a totally different situation.
3: Hopefully, I mean, there there is always the risk. I mean, uh, I'm reading an article here from uh, Portland Indie Media Center, and the author uh, is talking about how since the end of the U.S. Civil War. Um, from his reckoning, the only secession that the United States has really supported was the secession of Panama from Colombia, mm-hmm. which essentially the United States uh, Engineer. forged, engineered, they forced it through. Um, and the United States was actually among some, one of the last nations to recognize the so, former Soviet republics as independent states. Yeah. So the United States, if you listen to the rhetoric coming out of Washington these days, um, it sounds like the rhetoric you hear from Chinese officials and Russian officials. The the U.S. government's tone on independence movements, no matter how well supported they are by the people who want to be independent, uh, they basically don't like it. They talk a lot about territorial integrity. It's a threat integrity. to the power of the state, sure. Right. They don't talk about liberty or, or even democracy yeah. and self-determination. They just... The state it, is all. Right, right. The state is the end-all, right. be-all. Demetrius,
0: great call. Thank you for bringing up the concerns. Because a lot of people do have those concerns, but it doesn't – I'm not scared, for one. I think that the possibility of what violence the state might bring down upon us should not frighten us away from pursuing freedom. It should not at all in one bit stop us from pursuing liberty.
3: I mean, you could use the same argument about doing anything to promote liberty. I mean, you could argue that – and some people do – that if you get involved in activism trying to change the federal government – that they're going to round you up and put you into death camps. Well, they could, yeah. if if you're going to remain silent because of that, currently fairly remote possibility, you're you're pretty much helping to guarantee that at some point in the future it will happen. Absolutely. And re-
1: Remember the uh, the vote to secede uh, from Quebec at uh, Quebec. Uh, Quebec uh, it was probably ten years ago. Maybe it was slightly more than that. Twelve mm-hmm. years ago now. Yeah, I can't see the Canadian government. If if it was well, a vote Canadian to secede, that's something entirely different than you know. Things that have gone on elsewise as far as secessions go. And I'm not saying that a vote would necessarily be what happened here in New Hampshire, but it would be what works.
3: Yeah, I, I think that uh, you'd probably see the government, you know, recognize a secession or an independent declaration of independence more if it had broad support from the people within that state. And Not to mention
1: that the government is bankrupt and likely <laughs> won't be able to wipe its own butt here shortly. Well, that's,
3: that's the thing. I mean, it, if you can point to the Soviet Union and how that fell apart. Yeah. I mean, if, if – the, the Stalinists and the Leninists were to to let republics fly off. It's simply because they weren't able to control it anymore. The their country essentially went broke.
0: Maybe there will be a a ripe time, a particularly good time at the some. some <laughs> maybe point in be the near shortly future. after the
3: American
1: people have b- the largest bailout in history.
3: Uh, the, actually, I, I mean, I think the possibility of that happening is probably a lot higher now <laughs> than it was. If you had mentioned that a couple of years ago, I'd say, mm-hmm. well, yeah, maybe it'll happen. A long time from now, I'm starting to think that the U.S. economy is is really headed for a real train wreck. Um, it's not and, looking good, and we could see changes for the better or for the worse in terms of government and liberty uh, in the next few years. I don't know if it's you know next year or tomorrow by any means, but. I don't think you have to say maybe one day in 50 years a state might secede from the union. I think it's something that might become a real possibility much sooner.
1: Even if I lived in the freest state um, in the United States and that state was attempting to get more and more free all the time, I'd be happy with that. I'd just be happy with moving in the right
0: direction. Sure, but let's start – let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep uh, talking about secession on into the future in the hopes that those listening to this program perhaps for the first time will hear this discussion and they will – bring it up at the dinner table or they'll talk about it at the water cooler at work or they'll call their local talk stations, their local talk shows and talk about the idea wherever they are, whether they be in New Hampshire or Vermont or Hawaii or some of the other places, Texas, where there's uh, at least some sort of secessionist movement going on. People need to be talking about this that way. At least the ideas can be discussed in advance of perhaps that ripe time in history wherein it might make the most sense at that moment to do something like this.
3: And a lot of people who are probably hearing this message or they're they're new to it, they're going to think that secession is a very fringe idea and that only people, you know, political extremists are the only ones who are going to support this idea. 25% Uh, of Americans, right? I I think it was something like 22%. If I remember correctly, I, I forget the polling organization, but it was a reputable poll. Yeah, I recall yeah it was that. relatively
1: um, I recent, think, and I, I was
3: surprised by the number myself. I believe I, it was actually a Zogbia Rasmussen Rasmus yes. poll. I, I'm you know, a lost on it. I don't remember what it said, but it was surprisingly well, high. Well, it was, uh, it was 22%, if I remember the exact figure correctly, something like that, of Americans supported the right of a state to peacefully leave the union mm-hmm. if it was supported by the people in that state. And a f- further 18% of the respondents to that poll... Said that they would support such a movement in their state if there was one going on. So I think that's a great starting point. I mean, you don't have having eighteen 20, to twenty percent
0: on your side. Twenty two percent is get-go, huge from the get go. I mean, twenty percent that's enough to win an election, right? Yep. I mean, as far as the actual people that vote in any given election, there's only fifty percent of Americans. So registered. what were the other
1: numbers though? Were there, Were there any other numbers listed? I mean, I what, uh, like, they, Well, there were some unsure. How many does were there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. And how many Sensation. were,
3: kill them all, they're traitors bastards. I well, mean, how many, yeah. that's what I'd like to know. Is, <laughs> well, you, know, how- you have to remember, it was mu- mu- there weren't many undecideds from what I recall. Most people, you know, a large majority still opposed the right of a state to peacefully secede. Does that mean that they would actually want, if it push came, I mean, that's kind of a broad question. Do you support? a state's right to secede or not. Well, you might say, no, I don't. But I'm not willing to kill anyone. But yeah, are you you willing to just start rounding people up because of it and forcing people against their will to stay in the union? I think if push came to shove, you'd see many more people would not want to use force against a state to keep it in the union. So, you know, it's, it's not as much of a fringe idea as people might think. And I think many Americans are starting to wake up to the idea that Voting on the at least on the federal it's level, it's not changing anything. It's not changing anything. No matter which party you elect, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, they're not listening to you and they're not they're not affecting any kind of positive change. Go to
1: republicofnh.org. It's kind of an outdated website. I don't it's know if a good wide open to there. I mean,
0: it's still up. The guy that made the site moved moved to California. <laughs> He's keeping it up. Oh, that's good. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. We'll sneak in here if you dial 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. That is, again, 800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back to your call. Sergeant Pitstop is on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk (laughs) Live.
7: Hey, guys, what's
0: up? Hey, Sergeant, what's on your mind tonight?
7: I got a story. All right. And I got to tell you, Ian, I'm not afraid either. Let's I'm not afraid of Big Brother bringing the hammer down on me.
0: I'm glad. So what's your story, Sar- <laughs> Sergeant?
7: It's about a time where I got pulled over by the cops. Okay. He found some marijuana on me. Really? And I told him, you know what, man? I don't see any reason why this has to be illegal. I'm with you. So I don't think it's going to be illegal today.
0: <laughs> These aren't, aren't the droids you're looking for. I'm <laughs> sorry? Say
7: again? And I'm just going to keep going with my day, if that's all right with you, sir.
0: Okay, and you were pulled over at this point? Yeah. Gotcha. But and? then
7: he got a little bit excited.
0: Mm, they don't like that very much. They don't like it when you tell them what's going to happen.
7: So then I said... Well, hey, how am I supposed to know you're even a cop?
0: It's a good question. Or how am
7: I supposed to know that you're even real and that I'm even awake right now? <laughs> I don't accept your reality dominating on me at all.
0: How'd that work out for you? I went to jail. Yeah, well, that's what happens. It's unfortunate. But it was a good story, and I thank you, Sergeant, for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. If you're willing, if you're going to be ready to buck the system, whether you're telling the truth or not, but if you're going to be uh, willing to buck the system, you're going to be willing to spend some time in a jail cell. Uh, That's what the anti-terrorist says in his videos, which I actually just put on the cable system here today in Keene. This guy wearing, have you seen the anti-terrorist yet, Nick? No, I haven't. Oh, he's great. he uh, You can see his YouTube channel it's YouTube slash – I think it's the anti-terrorist. But he, he's completely anonymous. He changes his voice, and it's a, there's just this guy, this British guy in a black balaclava talking in, straight into a video camera wearing sunglasses inside. So you can't identify anything about this dude except for the fact that he's relatively large. Uh, just because of the size of him, of of his head and his shoulders, essentially. Uh, but the the guy's brilliant, and uh, he's got a lot of interesting things to say. Not everything I agree with, but uh, he actually is aware of Free Talk Live. I emailed him. He said he was driving across Europe. He happened to be listening to the Market for Liberty at that point in time as he was driving across Europe. So definitely a useful uh, a, a useful YouTube channel for people to take a look at. The anti terrorist. All right, so, uh, hey, I wanted to share a, an email, and I guess it's not really an email. It's a blog post, since we normally talk about the AMP program around this time at night, the Advertise Market and Promote program, which you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. There's actually a blog post that popped up on my radar. I have this search going over at Technorati, which is kind of this website that catalogs all of the blogs on the Internet. And so whenever somebody mentions Free Talk Live in one of their blog posts, I usually find out about it. And that's how I came across this. Regular readers, this is from philosophy.com, regular readers have no doubt seen me mention Free Talk Live on more than one occasion here at Philosophy. They're, only, they're the only nationally syndicated, liberty-oriented talk radio show in the world and the only podcast I listen to, period. Period. The AMP program is their innovative subscription service that's 100% voluntary. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and all of the funds donated each month are dedicated exclusively to spreading the show wider and farther, both online and off. Since Free Talk Live supplies the show, their website, their forums, their archives, and many other features 100% free of charge to anyone who's interested in the message of freedom and liberty, the AMP program is the way that we listeners have to give back and help spread the show. I've been listening to Free Talk Live for about a year now and been planning on amping the show for about six months, but just never got around to it until today. And I'm going to share why I chose today to finally take the plunge. But first, I want to list all of the reasons that didn't motivate me to amp the show. It's kind of an interesting look into the the motivations and the rationale for one man and why he chose to give us three, three bucks a month. Actually, I don't know if he chose three, but that's the minimum. That's what we ask for. So these are the reasons that... These were not persuasive to him. These were not the reasons he joined AMP. It wasn't for the AMP perks. Although the AMP-only chat room, the forum, and phone lines are cool, I simply don't see myself using them at this point in time. It wasn't the fact that my daughter, Z, started pestering me about whether or not I was an amplifier and getting a sour, <laughs> doubtful look when she when I said that I wasn't. After all, I love this. People's kids are guilt-tripping them for us.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine that didn't have any effect.
0: After all, this did seem a bit contradictory to my vote. Vote with your dollar, moral lessons I've been trying to teach her. It wasn't the recent announcement that they're going to launch the first 24-7 Free Talk Live global satellite to spread the show. Well, we're not launching a satellite. We're going to get a channel on a satellite. Launching a satellite's a little out of our budget. T-minus one minute and counting. (laughs) Uh, And he says, so that'll spread the show even where the Internet doesn't reach. It wasn't that I agree with everything they say. I'm not even close, falling somewhere between Mark and Ian on the political spectrum. It wasn't even a single How can you get between us? I, don't know. I mean, it's it's, boy, it's a hair's breadth difference, really. <laughs> it wasn't even a single issue that they brought up. There have been many, many issues. I've been right there with them 100% and I can't think of a single thing where I disagreed more than 10 or 20%. It certainly wasn't the extended amp ads that they fill their semi-regular podcast only extended shows with. So why did I choose to amp today? Well, Today is the day after my monthly payday, so having a mere $5 per month taken out of my bank account the day after payday will hardly even be noticed. Number two, I just listened to the August 29th podcast from 2008. About three quarters of the way through the show, Mark, Ian, and Julia suddenly got into a verbal brawl over Ian's freedom uber alice stance. Not only is this kind of frank and genuine discussion of genuine rarity in modern media, it was where you and Julia and I were kind of, it was me basically me versus you and Julia. Going it, uh, I
1: don't think it's ever happened on the air. Uh, like you being uh, teamed up on never happens.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right about that. And uh, so he liked that. He says, in in fact, uh, he says, it's a genuine rarity in modern media, and I completely understand both sides of the issue. In fact, over the years, I frequently fought Ian's side of the argument, giving in to the government at any point is the path to failure. But since Z.A. came back into my life, I completely understand Mark and Julia's stance as well. As an individual, some things are more important than liberty for all. So if you're already listening to Free Talk Live, then you should be an amplifier as well. If you're not already a listener, then take some time and give them a shot. If they aren't on a local radio station to you, then there are numerous online listening options. From a live stream to podcasts, you can even download a full month of archives directly from their homepage. I've said it before, and I'll surely say it again. If you're really serious about achieving liberty in our lifetime, sign up for the Free State Project. I'm presuming he's already done that part. And start planning to move to New Hampshire, where thousands of freedom lovers are gathering to use the strength of numbers to Fight the next American Revolution. Whether you're ready to take that step or not, start listening to Free Talk Live today. You'll gain a greater understanding of what freedom really means, ammunition to defend your positions, and spread the message of freedom, the feeling of camaraderie that comes from knowing others are out there and believe the same way that you do, and some great and entertaining talk radio as well. I just thought it was just an overall fantastic uh, blog post and interesting to hear in You really
1: can't beat yeah. that kind of uh, compliment. I, you know, I'm, I, I have to agree across the board with everything he says, of course. <laughs> um, you know, I hope that it's an entertaining uh, radio show. Certainly the evidence out there is that it is, and... You know, in the same way that the vast majority of Americans don't listen to Rush Limbaugh, I don't care. I just need to fill a niche.
0: So, uh, one of the things we're going to do for you here, we don't normally do this on the radio waves, but it's the end of the show, so it seems like an appropriate time to do this. We've got a giveaway. Yeah. And it's a book. And it's if you've been, two, if you've actually. Been listening, we're going to do them both right now? I thought we yeah, were going to do, well, do just one. Let's do just one, because we can only okay. talk about one here in the next minute uh, and a right. half. Or whatever. Uh, we've got five of these to give away. If you've been listening to the show live or on the radio, you've heard the advertisements uh, you've heard the, them talking about the Encore Effect, right? And if you're is... listening
1: to the live stream or you're listening to the radio show, you'll be hearing about the Encore Effect. It's by Mark Sanborn. It's uh, on the cover. It says, "How to achieve remarkable, remarkable performance, performance in anything you do." I, you know, I haven't read all th- read through it myself, but I, it's sitting on my bookshelf. I'm I'm looking to do it. And if you'd like to get the Encore Effect by Mark Sanborn.
0: You can email Mark at, mark at freetalklive dot com. You're handling the kind of the mechanics of the contest yeah so i'm gonna need I'm gonna need
1: the the address to which to mail
0: first come first serve the first five people that want this book free. The publisher will send it straight to you mm-hmm. uh, you just email mark at marketfreetalklive at dot com tell him you want the encore effect right with your mailing address yep yeah, with Name. your mailing address. And you'll get a copy of it, so you'll save yourself. Uh, I don't know. It says fifteen ninety five here on the back of the book. So, there you go, free book from Free Talk Live. Mail mark at mark at freetalklive.com. dot com. Be the first, be one of the first five people to win. Should we restrict people? Because normally, when radio stations give away free stuff, they make it so you can't win something more than once every thirty days. Mark, should we? Should we do something like that? Because we're going to give away another book here, probably within the next week or so. How should we handle that? What do you think?
1: I. You know, if if people want free for them both, all. first I don't, come, first come, doesn't serve doesn't really bother me. Yeah, you know what? And in this case, with this advertiser, I don't want to do that. So it has to be, you know, it have to be separate people.
0: Yeah, if you 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 can only get this one. Um, you know, we got another one coming up. All right, well then we should probably tell them what the other one's called. The other one's called Saving the World at Work. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. But if you want to learn how you can achieve remarkable performance in everything you do, and you want to learn it free, you can get a copy of the Encore Effect by emailing Mark. First come, first serve, Mark at freetalklive.com. So those of you listening live, obviously you have the best shot at this. Uh, but still, podcast, it may not be too late. Give them a shot, shoot the email out, see if you will. We'll see you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com.